This is Meredith, the MBH Van Harn, joining you from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, and this show has everything. Cue up your fake fireplace and get ready for at least an hour of lo-fi Tishi beats, because the rabbit hole we're going down today is our YouTube algorithm. Today on the show, we're wasting time, learning how to fix things around the house, and learning five ways that British and American meal etiquette are very different. But most of all, we're learning what Google's algorithm really thinks about us. Joining me to talk everything from ballerinas to soup in Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Meredith, what's a lo-fi beat? I oh, see it I'll everywhere. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, my goodness. In Animal Loft Studios in beautiful, historic Del Mar, New York, it's Bobby Pape. Hey, Bobby. I love how you don't trip over the word algorithm. <laughs> but the word virtual, virtual, virtual fireplace. Virtual insanity. <sighs> All right, Jamiroquai, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in Middle Aged Mommish Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Butler. Hey, Hillary. Hello. I, by the sounds of your um, algorithm, your much cooler than I. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I have no lo-fi beats. Oh, God. It's inherited. I'll explain. Uh, today on the show, we've got some small talk. We're going to read your responses to last week's question of the week about what I should do with my glut of passion fruit. Uh, we've got some Tishi recommends. And of course, we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, but first up is small talk. Hillary, can you tell us what happened to your house? Yes. Okay. So flashback last Friday. Um, I went to Galveston with my college friends as I do every Labor Day weekend. And um, I was working from home and we were going to leave around 1230 to pick up the kids and start the drive, which is about like four hours. So packing up, getting stuff ready, kind of working. And I get a call from my contractor, Calvin, who we had decided to redo our master um I'm sorry, primary. It's kind of hard to get that out of your language, but primary bathroom. And, you know, we'd kind of drawn up some plans and we're talking loose schedules. And then he calls on Friday and he said, so we're going to start demo on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I was excited for the bathroom, but I'm not excited for the process at all. Like, I, I know I have to get through it, but I just didn't Right. Want to. Like, it's a good thing, yeah. but it involves so much pain. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And this is the thing I'll say about me. I work really well under pressure. Like I, if you give me any amount of time to do something, I will probably procrastinate until the very end and just do it really quickly. So he said, you need to be out of the bathroom. Like everything needs to be out of the bathroom and my, they're redoing my closet, which is in the bathroom. You need to be out of your closet as well. And I'm like, Okay. But I knew it was probably good for me to have that pressure, but also really stressful. And we weren't going to be back until Monday. So I thought, okay, well, you know, we'll leave around 11. We'll get home around two and I'll just like muscle through it. I'll get it done. Well, I did. I'm proud of myself. I know. I'm proud of myself though. I cleaned out my closet not that long ago. So it wasn't like a total calamity. Um, I did throw out a bunch of stuff that I keep like, you know, you hold on to those sentimental things. You're like, why do I, I don't wear this. I never wear this. It's just like somebody gave it to me and I <laughs> thought it was nice and I should keep it. So I did. Maybe it'll I'm be like, skinny will... enough to wear it again someday. Yeah. It looked good There's on me. Sw- there was a, sw- well, that explains the gold speedo in the bottom of my dresser. <laughs> <laughs> God, there was a sweater I bought in Barcelona. Oh no, Bilbao in 
1999. I have literally never worn it, but I'm like, oh, that like has some sentimental value. I don't know, really know why I care. Oh, hi, Bruce. Um, and uh, anyway, so whatever. I packed the stuff. Like we got it done, and it was just more rearranging what my life is going to be like because you know I get ready in the bathroom and I take a shower in there and now I have to show the kids shit and put it like right now on my desk here I have I don't usually have anything but my computer and like my second screen and now I just have like a bunch of bullshit on this desk and it's kind of making me crazy anyway they started it's gone fine so far I mean they've just done the demo and I can kind of see in and I'm like whoa okay there's really nothing in there um, the good news is I had this like latent fear, not even latent. I just had this fear that we were going to have some massive leak or something underneath had been wrong this whole time. And we should have done it a long time ago. Like a giant the, mold colony or yes, something terrible. I was like, something is underneath. Cause we did have a leak one time that we repaired. And I was like something, it, there's something bad under there. I just know there is. And I'm just, I put my head in the sand for too long and I, I needed to, we just needed to expose it and get it over with. Well, they said today they were like, no, it's fine. I mean, we had to replace a little bit of the subfloor and a couple of two by forest but otherwise there's really minimal leakage and I was like oh my god really and then of course I'm like wow we didn't even really have to do this redo after all I'm glad I'm excited to do it but you want anyway yeah. no so I did talking I about did. this for years right. wanting to do your master bath time a long, long time. Anyway, I've, so, been, I've seen your master, yes. your primary and you master, saw and that, you've given me that tour. You saw where the rot was. Like, there was rot there. So, mm-hmm. anyway. I distinctly remember a foot. Well, anyway, go ahead. Yes. it's Anyway, so it's we're going through it. It's going to be like about a month. When I said, how long Whoa. do you think? And he said, well, there's a time. I put a time. I mean, he's very yes. on it. I'm less. I, I mean, I'm kind of on it, but also... I just hadn't checked. He has like this website that he updates a timeline and puts all of our choices in there and all of that. And he's, it's like through the first week of October. And I'm like, okay. Um, anyway, it just, he, and he said to me, listen, you're going to be mad at me at some points because I'm taking too long, but I'd rather it be good than fast. And I said, okay, um, <laughs> you're right. And I did tell Dave on Monday, I said, I just want to warn you, like, I'm going to cry at least two times throughout this process I'm just gonna tell you that <laughs> and he's two? like no no I know I know and I was like I'm just gonna be frustrated I'm gonna be mad and I'm gonna be annoyed that I'm having to share you know a bathroom with the kids and it's just so this is the thing right now everything is just a little bit dusty and they covered stuff like my bed looked like Dexter's bedroom like it it just is a plastic cover over it like it's 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 fine. It just is. There's just a layer of a little bit of dust. So every time I come in, I have to kind of wipe it all down. It just, it is what it is. And I had to go through it. But the last little funny thing is, you know, I have this like, t- did I tell Calvin that we want to make sure, I mean, we've seen plants. I just like couldn't remember. Like I want a bench in there, you know, for shaving my legs. Like I, I want something like a little bit elevated in the shower because we're doing a big shower and I, I need to make sure it's there. I just can't remember. And I like Calvin a lot, except he always wants to talk on the phone. And sometimes I'm like, I, I don't have time to talk on the phone right now. I'm working. I just don't. And I want Dave to kind of, he's the person that's there and I want him to interact. So Dave, God love him. Sometimes he will, he'll compose a text, but send it to me to review. Like, do you think this sounds okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Okay. Let me find what he said he was going to send. And I was like, that is not why I want a bench. Um, hold on, please. One second. Let me find the chat. He said, 
Hey, Calvin. I just wanted to be sure on a couple of things we talked about on your list. So we talked about shrinking the window, which is, I don't care about that. Said it wasn't quite so large in the shower. And also the shower will have a seat or a bench. So it is easy to use as we get older. I was like, that is not why I want a bench. I'm not 50, asshole. You're the one that's in your 50s. Not will you me. be able to roll a wheelchair in there? I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not trying to make it ADA compliant. I just want to shake Scale of my one legs. to 10, how many, how many grab bars are you putting in? <laughs> I know. And I said, no, I want it for shaving legs anyway. But he included that plus shaving legs. And I was like, you don't, what? You don't need. He doesn't need you don't need to explain. <laughs> Calvin doesn't need to know need why to know. you want a bench. He just needs to know no. that you want a bench. Want a exactly. bench. Uh, anyway, so stay tuned. Hopefully the money pitness of it won't be too bad. I'm sure there'll be something bad, but Best so of far, luck. so good. Money Thank pit you. blesses upon you. <laughs> uh, who has a House of Mouse update? Bobby. That would be me. Yes. So hey, when we last spoke. I could have gone to Disney World. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Uh, I went to Disney World, <laughs> the most litigious place on earth. So let's not uh, let's not even pretend that we're Disney. But what we are uh, is down one mouse. So, <gasps> oh, oh, got him! I bought uh, humane mouse traps on the internet. Uh, there's a rainforest that sells these things, and they ship them to you. Mm-hmm. So weird. I bought this two pack. It's a tube. You put the peanut butter in one end. It's got a spring trap door. I put peanut butter in both of them. I put one on each side of the fridge facing the back wall because that's where, after my investigation last week, I had a feeling they were hiding in the bottom of the back of the fridge, like near the mechanical equipment. And I just, I got them on, what was it? Was it just Monday afternoon? I think it was just Monday afternoon. And I loaded them up, put them in. It's the middle of the day. We're around in the apartment. Not two hours later, I hear some rustling. The cats are interested. Caught a mouse. Nice. That easy. So I got the dumb one, I guess. Or <laughs> so you're telling cat. me those little sons of bitches still haven't earned their keep? No. No. These <laughs> assholes. One of them right now is millimeters away from getting run over by my chair. Yeah. <laughs> Because he just can't leave me alone. They're not the, the brainiest of creatures. No, and they're orange, right? So mm-hmm. I have the dumbest of the dumb cats. They're just staring at the damn thing. And I intentionally slid the traps in far enough that the cats couldn't get at the traps. Because I didn't want to like be asleep or be at work and have this poor mouse getting terrorized for, you know, all day. Uh, even though it's been terrorizing me and the cats. So <sighs> I... I realized now, what do you do with this humanely captured mouse? And I thought about it. As you all know, I live in an incredibly um, uh, diverse uh, uh, neighborhood by types of, you know, I'm, I'm literally between a gas station and a shopping plaza over uh, over a pet supply store. So like, yeah, the zoning must be crazy in that it neighborhood. It is weird, right? <laughs> the fact that they let apartments exist there, but hey, whatever. So I'm trying to figure out, well, I can't let the mouse go right next to the building because it'll just come back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't let it go over the shopping plaza. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not going to. But there are some woods behind the gas station next door. And in fact, our windows are situated in such a way that if you look out my office window, you get a beautiful sunset over the grocery store plaza, which everyone knows 
grocery store parking lots get the best sunsets. Of course. <laughs> Somehow yes. they do, yeah. They, right? And so I get these great sunsets. And then the other side, if you just sort of angle up just a little bit when you're looking out, all you see is forest. You don't see the gas station right next to the forest. So I went out <laughs> and I took the trap in a little box and I just gently lifted it as, as gently as I could. I didn't want to traumatize or, or brain this little mouse. And I went out to the edge of the grass and where the trees start. And I opened it up and put it on the ground. And this mouse just had no interest in getting out of the trap. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. There's peanut butter is. in there, I live man. In a building. Right. And so I finally kind of shook it out as gently as I could and got it. And it scraped off into the grass. And I thought to myself, either I have freed this mouse when I could have killed it. You know, I could have just used a spring trap or something. And so I'm great. Or I have simply fed whatever lives in those woods. Mm hmm. Because that mouse is going to be completely without resources now. It's the circle of life, either way. You could have taken it to the pet store and been like, you got any snakes that need to be fed? I wondered. So they don't have pets, thankfully. They just have pet supplies. Yeah, we don't have like, there's not like bunnies and kittens and dogs downstairs. There are dogs that come in for grooming and there is a rescue. So occasionally there are dogs downstairs, but there's not like a stable of pets because that's weird. I'm so glad. Yeah, pet stores like in both the local malls here, and it's really sketchy. It's scary. Ooh, that those things are right. Just, yeah, I don't right. Like yeah. yeah, adopt own shop, right? So, correct. I did wonder though, like, I wonder if they saw mice as food. Can I? Can I make a few cents? You know, on this mouse on the on the retail market, and then I thought he's got another work. side hustle. <laughs> Get some store credit for some cat food. <sighs> yep, we do shop down there a lot. That is the one convenience of being right here. These guys have a lot of toys from downstairs so uh, and cat food. So we still get our cat litter from Petco, though, because we like the cheap bulk stuff. Anyway, too much detail. Um, I let a mouse free, and I put the traps back, and I've not seen another one since. So maybe it really was just the one. The cats seem to have calmed down a little bit. Hmm. I doubt it. <laughs> really. I just doubt that there was only one. I still haven't taken the fridge out, taken the back panel off it, and like cleaned it out. I'm going to do that silicone up the cracks around that part of the floor i bought a can of heat uh protectant spray to foam in the hole behind the stove in a a way that won't catch fire uh but i've just been busy the last couple of days so i haven't done all that handyman work that i should just call the landlord to come do but well do it you know when i had my mouse issue the mousening whatever it is like a year ago now and i'm finally starting to not be afraid Trust of something again right well not entirely <laughs> but but we're the trauma is slowly passing but like like you i caught the first one that like immediately after i put the traps out and it was three days before i caught the second one so mm. yeah. Mm. yeah stay tuned well we're right in that window right now so yeah. that peanut butter is getting mighty melty you know, Bobby, this this unlocked a memory for me that I had f- fully forgotten about from when I was maybe eight. Please um, tell. So my bedroom was in, it was a room that had kind of dormers. They, My parents had turned it into storage where like the roof line came down at an angle and it wasn't really usable space, but it's kind of like storage in the eaves I guess of my bedroom and it was accessible and I thought I don't remember why I thought this but I thought there was a mouse in there and I remembered that 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 rat poison was blood thinner and I knew also that aspirin was a blood thinner 
So I made my own mouse trap. <laughs> oh, and this was nerd. this was science me uh yep. you know coming up with something that should never have been created. So what I did is <laughs> take <laughs> Why did I do this? Okay, I don't have answers for you, but what I did was take orange chapstick and smushed it into a pile and then put an aspirin on top because I thought the orange chapstick would would be what they wanted to eat. I don't know. Clearly. Clearly. I was eight. And then I yep. put a little aspirin tablet on top of that. And I was like, then they'll eat the aspirin and then they'll they're, they'll bleed to death. And then they'll be gone. They'll shuffle it, off this mortal it coil. Didn't, it didn't work. Aww, Spoiler it didn't. alert. <laughs> didn't work. It's also the least dangerous way I've ever heard anyone mixing up aspirin and rat poison. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing. Did it not work because it was a poor trap? Or did it not work because there wasn't actually a mouse? I mean, it could have been both. I don't think there was actually a mouse because... I remember checking it a couple days later and being like, oh, nobody ate the chapstick. <laughs> then how do you know it doesn't work? So Maybe it's the greatest mouse trap that was ever created. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like incentivizing a mouse to eat act- an actual aspirin tablet would be really tough because aspirin <laughs> is bitter and disgusting <laughs> if you chew it. I think it was just a bad idea. <laughs> Genius. I mean, okay. the connections were there. You, you had it, you know. I was pretty close. Yeah. Can you do something with a Scooby-Doo vitamin? Because those tasted good. Those did taste good. And maybe like, maybe that could have been the base. I don't know why orange chapstick. Probably because that was what was immediately available to me. Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't want my mom to be like, what are you doing with the peanut butter? (laughs) (laughs) Now I want a Flintstones vitamin. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Of course, I, you know, grew up poor. So it wasn't Flintstones vitamins. It was, you know. Store brand Flintstones right. vitamin. Off brand My parents didn't really do vitamins when we were growing up. Like the, my mom just was like, I don't really believe in them. I think I don't know. We just didn't. But my cousins, my aunt always had them, and I was, you know, classic like fat kid. I'm like, these are good, and I would sneak <laughs> more of the Flintstones. <laughs> you were full mm. to the brim on all your vitamins. <laughs> you were over yes, there. I was. Yes, I was. I hear you. You know, I they wasn't allowed to have candy. But I was in charge of taking my own vitamins. Mom, did you never wonder why you had to buy vitamins so often? <laughs> I used to eat baking chocolate. Oh, Ooh. well, oof! Yeah, got to be desperate for that. Well, one. I did it once. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had the um, snack house versus ingredient house conversation before. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does eating vitamins count as ingredient house? I think so. <laughs> I think so. It doesn't yeah. count as snack house, though, because they aren't technically snacks. When you're desperate, anything I did. can be a snack. <laughs> I did used to go to a friend's house. Like I said, I was a trash kid, and I would go to my friend's house and like eat all their snacks because we weren't really a snack house. And I remember my friend Aaron had, they always had these really large tubs of vitamin C. And I was like, these are good, and would totally eat them like candy. <laughs> well, oh, like, I have the orange gummy ones. C. Yeah, those are great. No, they were yeah. like, they were like, Almost like Tablets? sweet tarts, like yeah. sweet tarts sort of, yeah. <laughs> the inside of my mouth is like raw. <laughs> oh, I think Mark, those things are great. Mark Padgham's mom used to go to Aldi's to buy their snacks. Yeah. And so it would always be like I'd be raiding their cabinet, but it would be the Aldi's brand Doritos. 
and there's a small part of me that still sort of craves the like really cheap knockoff nacho cheese chips because yeah. of it. Yeah. I haven't been doing all these in years. I should, I should. I wonder if they're still 89 cents a bag. Probably not. Well, maybe not. That might but, be too good to be true. Yeah. Um. Um, with that, <laughs> should we move to the mailbag? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a couple of emails. Um, Bob sent um, a little email. He said, a timely article, no. And it is a Washington Post article, a ranking of everything two reporters ate at the Minnesota, Minnesota State Fair from pickle pizza to egg rolls on a stick. I, I question their that. choices. I really... I. <sighs> You have limited Sometimes I think they just want to go wacky. Why Why would you choose egg rolls? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Like, I that can see good. the w- pickle pizza thing, right? Because it's a it's a craze. But yeah. a it's lot right of the stuff the mustache that, tacos. Right. A lot but of the yeah. stuff they pizza, ate was I feel like, like it's well. everywhere. I don't know. Maybe it's just here, but, like, we can get that here. That's not something I would want to eat at the fair. There's nothing uniquely midwestern about it no no but it hasn't been in the twin cities very long i think last year it was the first year it was at the state fair and it was a big deal Hmm. yeah last year i mean listen we don't have our own kind of pizza we don't have our detroit style pizza we're not pizza connoisseurs here we don't have all the pizza trends (laughs) this is still my biggest problem with the albany and if i ever get a chance i've actually written to our local tpa our tourism bureau people about this how albany does not have like the capital region of new york state does not have a distinct food it bothers <laughs> me everywhere else i've ever lived had a food or at least a few something coffee milk jesus come on sorry get it together right come on it's Bobby, a pride thing so it's much. a civic pride. i know i cannot believe you actually would write that to your tourism board well, I, I know well, the people yeah, I who work there. It, like, it's a small town. It's not like I dragged out my typewriter and was like, dear sirs. It's not? <laughs> Just, okay. I fired off an email one day. Clack, 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 ting. Clack, 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 ting. Then you're using whiteout on a little thing. Like, hold up real quick. <laughs> I would say um, I can embarrass myself. <laughs> I told you one time a an old old broker when I first started working at CB he asked me to type something on a typewriter and I started crying. It was a really long day and I have typed <laughs> on a typewriter before, but I was like, I can't do this right now. Like, <laughs> and it was one of those like it was a check or something. I don't remember. It was something I had to like. It wasn't like a piece of paper. It was like fussy, it was kind of specific, and I was like, I can't do this. Right now. I got a typewriter to be cool when I was a teenager. Like I thought it was fun. Oh yeah, I remember in teen beat when they said that you had to have a typewriter to be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. But are we talking about an electric typewriter or a manual? No, typewriter? no, no, no. It was like one, my stepdad is a, was a thrift store, uh, connoisseur. Mm-hmm. So I was like, John, I want a typewriter. And he was like, leave it to me. <laughs> I, I will it. find you one for $1. <laughs> and he um, did. all right. We got two emails this week. Woo woo. Um, Jack wrote and says, hey, y'all, if any of you witnessed a hit and run, I would hope you would do the right thing and leave a note like Bobby did. A few Damn years straight. ago. No, I wouldn't, actually. I'm just like, peace out. Hope. Good luck. Good no, luck. Um, a few years ago, I witnessed a truck hitting a parked car in a grocery store parking lot so hard it moved the car a few feet out of its stall. 
I wrote down the information, including the license plate number, and put it under the windshield wiper of the car. What I would later learn was the truck circled back around and removed my note. Rude. The joke was on them. On my way home, I stopped by the local police station and left the same information. I received a very thankful phone call and a gift card from the car's owner. Jack. That's very sweet. You see, the thing, Jack, is I hope I would do the right thing and leave a note but I'm very afraid that I'm not actually a good person and that I wouldn't. That is my yeah, overwhelming like fear. fear in this life is that I'm not actually a very good person, despite my therapist's uh, reassurance to the contrary. You're well, fine. and the thing about that is you're the one who's in control of that, right? Yeah. So, but so if you see something happening, say you something. Can say something. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get involved. Well, yeah, that's the problem. I feel like leaving a note is like the lowest level of involvement that you can have. I don't know. I see. I don't know what I would do. I'm just saying because I fear that I am a bad person. Oh, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. This is like lost and found etiquette. Will you take it into lost and found? Will you look for the owner? Or do you just put it up high somewhere so that someone might see it? I think it's hmm. a good deed even to just like, you know, when like you're on a trail and a kid drops a shoe or something and somebody puts it on a trailhead. Like, I think that's that's nice. Somebody puts yeah. it on like a marker yeah, or something. That's a good person thing to do. These are pragmatic steps in the right direction for yeah. humanity. Yeah. Yes. Where were we? Um, uh, well, I was going to go to Facebook answers, <laughs> um, beyond we think besides, Anna's a good person. Besides me being outshined by a listener on how far you go with your note. And the <laughs> uh-huh. um, Listen, it's a truism that Jack is always going to outshine any of us with his goodness. Yes, he's a better yes, person than any That's of us. That's just a fact of life, guys. Yep. The sooner Literally. we accept that, the better. Hillary, I'm going to have to respond to almost every single one of these be- as you say them. Okay. So All right. I'll prepared. let you go. Let's go. All right. I'm prepared. Okay. What should Meredith do with her passion fruits? Um, Jennifer says, make passion fruit curd. It's so good. And it makes awesome gifts because it's luxurious and uncommon, but pretty easy to actually make. I have done this a couple times and I love it and it's great. So yes, indeed. Um, and then, well, I'll, I'll say this because there was a reply to it that I thought I should include. Tier says, they freeze. <laughs> I've never tried freezing them. So, okay. We'll try. Uh, Amanda says, I've never cooked or had a passion fruit, but maybe make a pavlova. And I put a link to the um, recipe. And then Emily had replied to Jennifer's and said, and um, some of the curd could be used for Amanda's pavlova suggestion. Yes. Now, if yes. I remember correctly, Meredith, you are somewhat of a pavlova connoisseur because you have I've made, made them several pavlovas yeah mm-hmm. the first one i made was when i was in grad school i don't know why i did this but i just got like a wild hair and i was like i'm gonna make a pavlova i don't have time or well it was probably because i was procrastinating studying yeah and i was yeah. like i'm making a pavlova and like i lived in an apartment building my sister lived on the same floor as me, but like around the corner. And so I was like, you better come over and eat half of this giant pavlova <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, and I've made mini ones. So I made mini pavlovas, uh, I don't know, last year maybe, that looked like little sunny side up eggs. I made passion fruit curd and I put it in the divot of the pavlova so that it looked like an egg. And Perfect. it was adorable. Oh, Very cute. cute. So, yes, uh, I would definitely do that again. 
Um, Barbara says, I was thinking of passion fruit cheesecake today. Mm. I made I made a cheesecake for the first time in my pressure cooker. Um, oh, last month, and it was surprisingly good. It oh, was just okay, a plain wait. cheesecake. I just wanted to like go plain, no, you know, no frills to see how it went, so I could branch out. Well, uh, I don't, pause. I don't know how I would do a cheesecake with a passion fruit other than to make like a curd layer or a passion fruit topping. I don't know how to work it into yeah. the actual cheesecake. I think it would have to just go on top afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? Uh, I have a confession. I don't think that I have ever had a passion fruit before. Oh my gosh. Mm, I know. Yummy. I know. I'll smuggle some in my carry on next time I come to Texas and I'll, okay, perfect. I'll make Please. something. Okay. Okay. Please. Um, Laura says, having not listened to the show yet, you can freeze it or use it for the affirmation curd, uh, make a passion fruit meringue pie, passion fruit ice cream, put it in cocktails, passion fruit margaritas are tasty, ooh, uh, make yogurt smoothies with it, and finally, it's killer and salad dressings. I love passion fruit. I can tell, Laura, you have yeah. all the recipes. Yeah, I've never tried it in salad dressing before, and I haven't tried it in margaritas. Although, now that I have an ice cream machine, I did make frozen margaritas in mm. it, and I think a passion fruit uh, version of that would be delicious. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's a lot of passion fruit passion right there. Sure is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's just I just learned this week that the full name of the guy that founded L.L. Bean was Leon, Leon Wood Bean. And so now I'm looking for that kind of pattern. So passion fruit passion. Mm. In my works. mind, his name is Ladies Love Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, and can I, I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What's a daiquiri made of? How is it different from a margarita? I think it's got strawberries in it. Yeah, I don't really know. Daiquiris are not, they're like too sweet for me. They're like for children. They like aren't... more roamy. Room, <laughs> I ro- hope they're not rummy. for children. Because well, I've heard right. of strawberry daiquiris, but they're always called strawberry daiquiris. I didn't think that the default flavor was strawberry. Well, I definitely know what a margarita is. So let me look up what a daiquiri recipe the, the is. The default it's rum. flavor for it's rum. It's rum, yeah. lime juice, and sugar. Well, sugar. Oh, so syrup. it's just a difference in alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Turns out there are a lot of different booze that you can mix with lime juice and sugar. <laughs> Margaritas have tequila and daiquiris have rum. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, so that, you could that. make a passion fruit daiquiri. Yeah. Yeah. Sure could. But do I you like rum really or do you... I don't like rum. No. Well, well fine. Then just, don't. Uh, I just cut up <laughs> a won't. passion fruit and just, just drink it in a Mickey's. That's fine I too. Th- I think my first no. drink ever, because my parents didn't really have that much alcohol when I was growing up. They had like old granddad, which is what my grandmother drank and like an old bottle of like rum or something. And I had, well, we didn't have Coke, so I had a rum and Diet Coke and I was like, this is very good. <laughs> um, we also didn't have booze in the house ever. So I just had to figure out, figure it out as I went. <laughs> Um, Beth says, make a bunch of tarts. I don't know why that sounded like, I don't know, like she was calling you a name or something. (laughs) I I made, okay. So I went, and this was your suggestion last Uh week. And um, I went to my dad's cottage for Labor Day weekend, and I made a passion fruit tart and brought it, and it was a big hit. At least it was a semi, 
It was a hit. It was okay. It was fine. It was cooked all the way through. No, That's wait a minute. I'll say about it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to hear a little bit more about this. <sighs> okay. It was a process because I had a recipe for a coconut um, crust. Mm-hmm. A coconut tart crust. And I made it, and then I quickly realized that I was using an 11-inch tart pan when I should have been using a 9-inch tart pan because that's what my recipe was oh, for. Oh, yeah. You and have an 11-inch so, tart pan? Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot I of was tart. Like, I didn't really think about it. I was like, I have a tart pan. It's fine. <laughs> Surely it's 9 inches. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It did matter, and it's 11 inches. So I had it was extremely thin and i was I like just, oh. i need to interrupt just to say that i can't title the show surely it's nine inches <laughs> no you can't I, <laughs> no, no you cannot <laughs> no but i went ahead anyway because i was having a hard time shaping it i was having a hard time rolling it out and not having it break into a million pieces because it's like picking up paste kind of like kind of like dried up paste and, and it kept breaking when i would try to pick it up and hmm. the recipe is like just roll it into your onto your your rolling pin and roll it onto the tart pan and i was like okay i'll no, try I never do it that way <laughs> and it never it did not work um so i was frustrated and i was like well whatever i'll i'll practice with this coconut um crust and it was delicious i baked it i blind baked it and it was great but we ended up just like eating it in chunks because it was way too thin and it pulled away too much oh. from the pan um, even though I used weight, I used beans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to start over. I'm going to use a slightly different recipe. Maybe it will be easier. It was not. Um, but I did learn that like, you can just press it in and it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so the crust ended up being completely a non-issue. Once I got it into the pan and, bl- and blind baked it, it was great. Um, and then I made a passion fruit curd basically, and you turn it into a passion fruit custard by adding heavy cream and a little butter at the end and then baking it that way. So that was the process. I did ruin the top a little bit because I tried to put plastic wrap over top of it to preserve it and it fell immediately into it Mm -hmm. and then mussed up the top. So I, I had, of course, because I have like still, I have like 20 passion fruit left in my fridge. I cut. I brought three with me and cut them open and and poured them over the top of Perfect. the tart as decoration, quote unquote. And it was great. Cool. Sounds good to me. So creative. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, oh. it was good. All right, and finally, Megan uh, gives five suggestions: make passion fruit shrub, and then she gives a link. Uh, make sh- make passion fruit liqueur like limoncello. She gives a link. Make passion fruit vinegar, similar to shrub, but more time. Okay. Uh, pulp them and freeze them to use later if you have the freezer space. And use where you would use, uh, what is calamansi? I don't know what that is. Calamansi, lime, and meat slash fish dishes. Wow. I don't fancy. know where I would use calamansi. I don't know what that is. But... I don't either. What is it, Anne? What is it? Do you know? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. My forte um, is baking. Yeah. But That's... I will say shrub is an excellent suggestion. Christy had that idea too um, earlier today. And I have made strawberry sh- shrubs before and they were incredibly good. 
I'm I'm struggling a little bit on how to make this with passion fruit. I think I would have to probably pulse it in the blender first to get the seeds out. Because the thing about passion fruit is it's got this really delicious pulp, but it's got these black crunchy seeds. They're very edible and they're mm-hmm. fine. And I don't mind eating them on That's their own. That's a texture. But thing. yeah, I don't know if I want them in my shrub mix. Yeah. So you whiz them in the blender or the food processor for a little bit just to separate them from the pulp. And then you can strain it out. And then I guess I would cook that down with the vinegar that's yeah. i made, I, I did the hot version of the shrub creation last time and that worked really well so i think i think that's what i would do so i will definitely try that i have enough to experiment and if it goes bad it goes bad it oh no <laughs> right oh yeah. boo i've got another 40 passion fruit showing up in a couple days so i have to say fun. all the people saying put them in the freezer you're just kicking the can down the road guys yes. exactly yes it's like yeah. when I have something that expires that day, and I'm like, I'm going to just put it in the freezer. I'll use it later. Uh, I'll forget um, about it, and then I'll throw it away in six months. Yeah, I don't yep. want to freeze them, really. I mean, so I made passion fruit sorbet. Um, that was delicious. But, yeah, freezer space is kind of at a premium. I don't have a chest freezer, and so I have to, I have to be really careful about freezer space. So Yeah, you have bread yeah, in there. I would rather just use them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, y'all. I mean, we've got some bougie listeners that have good suggestions. So, you know, (laughs) see what comes up. I appreciate it. Hey, in some parts of the world, passion fruit isn't bougie at all. Yeah, it just grows on an annoying vine in the backyard and you have to do something with it. If you live in Maui, like Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She's really struggling right now. Be nice. (laughs) Yeah, she has $5 million to just give away. Mm. Me too. Sucks. Yeah. Well, with that, should we move on to medium talk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's happening on the YouTubes. Um, <laughs> this was my suggestion because for some reason, YouTube is recommending like ballerina TikToks and stuff <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just this, and, and it's a lot lately. It's a lot of ballerinos, mill ballet dancers like i don't have a problem with any of this but uh, like i didn't yeah. ask to see this i don't understand I mean, only if it's one of the stars of center stage am i interested in seeing male <laughs> ballerinas ballerinas, oh. whatever that scene is often suggested to me hillary <laughs> i might watch it <laughs> i might watch it and then it would lead to more but i have never uh. watched it <laughs> So I don't know. So I thought we could go through and just share what the algorithm, the capital A algorithm, is Mm -hmm. um, suggesting for all of us and see how it goes. Um, Let's see. Well, Hillary, do you want to start? Yeah. Should I just go through one or the... Uh, Do a crop and we can see what we think of them. All right. Like, just let's see. Okay. The first one that comes up... Not the ad, because I always get some dumb ad that I'm like, no, it's some ads don't commercial count. Realist- yeah, they don't count. Um, 90s commercials, volume 352. <laughs> um, well, it's your fault for watching the first 351 volumes. Well, yep. I know. And, you know, I know why I get this, because when the kids were, like, 
grumpy in the morning, I would be like, here, watch this. You can see what it was like back in my day. I don't know why. And then we would all think it was kind of like funny and fun. And I, it started off with like 80s cereals commercials because those were such like a, you know, we've talked about it. It's like part of a complete breakfast. We watched them so much. So I would let the kids watch them. And then it just now has morphed into a, to a various 90s commercials as well and now it's just that sears air conditioning commercial where the (laughs) wife goes you'll call now (laughs) (laughs) um the next one (laughs) i I mean r.i.p mike i love you so much we miss you all the time but my next one is seattle seahawks fans react to super bowl xlix ending (laughs) (laughs) sorry mike there's a reason because I have watched uh, that ending uh, on like not like some fan reaction. I've watched the actual ending a number of times. So those are my my first two and my first two little blocks. Anyway, want to right. go next, Meredith? Um. So okay, the first two of mine make a lot of sense. The first thing that YouTube wants me to watch is Claire Saffitz. Uh, dessert person channel which I'm subscribed to and it's Claire Saffitz makes delicious not perfect garlic knots which is very relevant to my interests I love Claire Saffitz I have watched a few of her dessert person videos and I will often turn to YouTube when I am unsure about a baking thing because I'm relatively new to baking and I don't have the instincts yet like I I looked at YouTube when I was baking this passion fruit tart because I couldn't really tell when it was cooked. And that's a really tricky thing with a tart because it's supposed to be a little jiggly in the middle. But mm-hmm. I was like, well, how jiggly? It already had cooked like 10 minutes longer than it was supposed to. And it was very, very, very wiggly. And I was like, did I just kill, like poison everybody that I am... <laughs> feeding this thing too like what do I do so that I think YouTube serves a very um, useful purpose in that sense of like showing you what you're looking for rather than uh, and it's something you can't really get from a recipe yeah Yeah. Um, and then the second one is very uh, predictable it is tv for pets autumn fun with playful squirrels and birds <laughs> woodland bird sounds and it's tv for pets and i put that on the tv so okay this requires a little explanation i do um i still do zoom yoga classes a lot of the time just because it's easier to fit into my schedule yeah and my studio still does online classes a few times a day so I will do an online class in the morning before work and little man loves to be on my yoga mat and (laughs) it's irritating. It like turns up the difficulty to a hundred because I'm trying not to kick him or jump on him or, you know, step on him or whatever. So I will put on cat TV for him and hopefully he leaves me alone although the other day he did not he just stayed on my mat the entire time so this he he watched tv from my mat like craned his neck around the corner (laughs) so he could stay irritating me but watch tv so anyway it's like a way for him to watch squirrels and stuff and 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 leave me alone in theory in theory that's my first two yeah Uh, all right bobby what about you 
So I don't use YouTube very often, so this is interesting. I really don't. Um, like if I Google something and a video comes up, but I don't go out of my way to go through YouTube for it. But um, Google have, owns YouTube, so it, it feeds right, it all. Right, I guess it all kind of same. feeds right. the same yeah. thing. So I have seven across the top, weirdly, three and then four as like my top categories. That's before the shorts, which we were discussing before we started recording because I don't mm-hmm. understand. I think that's just them trying to do things that's trying in a horizontal. That's trying to be TikTok. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the seven. Uh, I have a Saturday Night Live sketch, The Cat and the Hat and Linda. it's from an era of snl i didn't really watch but i can see that bill Hader is dressed as the cat in the hat so sure oh okay uh then i have uh a 52 minute long this must be an entire episode of firing line with william mcbuckley oh my (laughs) god titled vietnam and the intellectuals and i'm confident that this is because um a month or two ago i watched the buckley baldwin debate again which i hadn't watched since college it yeah. came up at work, and so I was so I rewatched it one night, and so now I'm getting a lot of William F. Buckley content. Weirdly, not a lot of James Baldwin content. <laughs> You're like, I would prefer that, <clears throat> please. Right, conservative racist YouTube. Uh, then I've got a video called "Age 12 to Married." I took a photo every day, and it appears to be a time a two and a half minute time lapse of some guy who took a picture from age 12 to his wedding, which appears to be about age 19. Um, then I've got. A, a Team Coco video, Triumph, and that's Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, takes on <laughs> Times Square mascots. Oh, I think that one popped up for me not that long ago. Uh, then I have uh, a lockpicking game changer video from the lockpicking lawyer, which is uh, something that pops up in my TikTok, and it's a guy who just rips through picking locks all the time. Uh, and he's a lawyer? Have... <laughs> and he's a lawyer, Sounds apparently. Like uh, then I have a U2 music video an instrumental it's just the recording of red mill mining town but red hill mining town i don't know why i have that because i don't really like you too so well youtube one... likes to force things on us so yes. yeah. yeah as you two plus youtube equals sure you <laughs> didn't ask for this but here yep. it is anyway didn't ask for any of this and then last is an npr tiny desk concert and it's regina specter so that i got right that too LA. yeah y'all are so cool that must be getting like updrafted right now. Then, of course, I—I I mean, I, I love Regina Spector. I have a soft yeah. spot there. So, sure. when's, when's the video from? Uh, one year ago, one point seven million views. Hmm. The, Ooh, interesting. The, you, the YouTube video says it's fifty views from six hours ago. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're pushing yeah. it now. Maybe. And then Lockpicking Lawyers two years ago. Conan uh, Triumph is eight years ago. The wedding videos one six years ago. Buckley six years ago. It's now eight years ago. So you got your finger on the pulse is what I'm finding out. Yeah, this is what I'm saying, right? I'm so, so proud. And I can keep going, but we should, we should, uh, and you should tell us first what you've got in your. All right. Well, the very first thing that I have is titled the perfect grenadier kill doesn't exist. And it's, it's a channel that I am subscribed to um, from my favorite Twitch streamer who posts a lot of his Twitch material as YouTube videos, and he's just a very nice young man that I like to spend my work days with. <laughs> um, and so that's fine. That's fine. He's playing Among Us with some of his streamer pals. Um, then we have Blazing Saddles, 1974. First time watching movie reaction. <laughs> okay. Then, here's where it gets interesting. 
Indian couple in UK react to hilarious Indian jokes from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 33,000 views from the Yankee Royal Reactionary. I don't. I don't know. And, and then, you science. You I, science. That show, science. Yep. Science. <laughs> no. Yeah, there it is. No. Science I reject funny. That. Nope. I reject I have, that. <laughs> I have one for you, Bobby. Um, oh. The channel is Iron Chef Dad. And the video is Iron Chef Dad tries fast food for the first time. <gasps> I've uh, seen Iron Chef Dad. This I have seen great. Iron Chef Dad, This too, is where the actually. kid is like, hey, Dad, make this thing. Make this thing gourmet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is he actually from Iron Chef? Yes. Okay. I think and he not always from, does a not good from, job. Not from my era of Iron Chef. He's from, like, the contemporary era of Iron yeah. Chef. Okay. He's a celebrated pioneer of modern Chinese and, quote, fusion cooking. Mm. There you go. Well, there's logos for McDonald's, KFC, and Chick-fil-A in the thumbnails. So He does make good things. His mm-hmm. TikToks are funny and mm-hmm. good. Um, there's a channel called Escape to Rural France that says, <laughs> I renovated this chateau ruin for 150 days, and this is how it transformed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna watch that one. <laughs> I mean, actually, it sounds pretty good. I'm kind of into that. Uh, and maybe let's see one more. Oh, outdoors with Eric. 1.6 million views. Nobody would mow this terrifying yard for this disabled man, so I did faux. And I have to click on it to see what the rest of the title is. I get, I get, get the guy like, who mows people's lawns for free. Yeah. Yeah, I got one the other day that was like. I bugged this guy for six months before right. I could help him. And I'm like, okay, why don't you, you just leave, leave him this alone. poor person alone? Yeah, like, what seriously. are you talking about? Mm. Wow. So there were a couple others that I should mention. And one is anti-chef. And he cooks through Julia Child's cookbook, The Art of French Cooking. Um, and he's hilarious. Um, I'm getting served something about coffee always because we got a new espresso machine and i did not understand how it worked at all and the instructions were terrible so i was constantly looking up how to make this thing work so i get lots of like ones called the chemex and the right temperature to make coffee or whatever i'm like fine um i got a stand-up from comedy central of um io edibiri from uh the oh Bear. yeah yeah. Oh, I don't uh, know. She did stand up. Yeah, she's yeah, a comedian. She's, she had a funny podcast for a long time. Then I'm kind of yeah. sad it's it's gone because obviously and she's like extremely busy. Yeah. the The clip that they're serving me is called "Getting So High That You Think You're Going to Die." Great. <laughs> 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 um, I got ten mistakes to avoid when organizing your kitchen from Pro Home Cooks. Uh, I got '80s music, but it has been turned medieval. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby might need to watch that. Yeah, so yeah. Bardcore is the channel, so maybe you need to check Bardcore. that one out. And then the the last one that I want to fully highly recommend, which makes me laugh until I cry, is from a channel called Ryan's Edits. And I've mentioned before that we've been watching the Star Treks, the old Star Treks over and over. And Ryan's Edits does something called intakes, which is 
outtakes of Star Trek, but he edits them into the scene that they're <laughs> supposed to be in. Wow. I have seen those and had no idea what the fuck I was looking I at. I love them so That's much. That's so and there's much work. T- it is so much work, but there's a ton of them, and they're like, I don't know, 30 seconds long, so it's a very minor commitment. But it's just like, I love bloopers so much to begin with. Yeah, yes, um, I do too. And so this is an incredible way to incorporate bloopers into the scene. And it's like, I don't know. It's hard to describe how funny these are to me, but I can just watch like 40 of them in a row and just will have tears streaming down my face because they're so funny. That's good. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll do a few more of mine that I have um, that are, I, okay. When I, now that I'm looking at the top of YouTube, it's like suggestions, like Super Bowl quarterbacks, game shows, Academy Awards, Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. (laughs) movie musicals, musical theater. So Mm. my next view, hmm, uh, the making of the song Delicate, uh, watch more on Taylor Swift now, which is actually my favorite Taylor Swift song. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis wins Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, which I don't really care that much about. That's not the one that I would be interested in seeing. I did just rewatch the Olivia Coleman one because I think it's very sweet. Um, one last time, Hamilton at the White House, which um, is a video. Oh, how many times have you watched that <laughs> I one? I know. I'm like, <laughs> if I feel like I need a good cry, I watch that one. Um, and then the, there's the other football ones and some, like, random SNLs. But Bridget likes to watch this um, YouTuber named Hope Scope. And she, like, she does a variety of things. I, some of the YouTubers that Bridget watches, I have no time for. I think they're boring and dumb. This girl... I don't really understand her and I don't understand how she makes money, but she, she bought, I bought lost cargo packages for cheap. So she'll like buy, you know, like Amazon or target or whatever, like they're sure. not, um, you know, they're not picked up or they're lost or whatever. And she buys these big packages and most, and she tries on and like shows what she got. Most of the times it's like total crap, but somehow it's, it became a tradition of Brid- me combing out the knots in Bridget's hair and us watching Hope Scope. And I was like, mm, this is fine. <laughs> like, it's kind of entertaining. She's, like, mildly entertaining. Um, how do kids then, get so many knots in their hair, by the way? Oh, I don't understand how I that can't. happens. She's finally, finally at the age where she, like, recognizes when she, like, it's not as bad. We used to go get her hair cut and the hairdresser would be, like mad at me she's like i'm gonna have to cut this out i was like no no hold on let me because i thought i got all of them let me go back and like i remember just like crying and screaming because i was just full of knots and i don't know how that happens yep um and then the final one that i really enjoy and watch a lot and of course it's gonna pop up is i don't know why it makes me happy because i don't care about spider-man i mean like uh, whatever it's just as i don't care i support it but i don't really care but i do watch like watching and i didn't like this show but watching tom holland on the lip sync battle when he does umbrella it's so good he's such <laughs> a good dancer he is a really good rihanna like it, i mean he doesn't like do blackface or anything but he is kind of dressed in drag and he's like a really good dancer and kind of a good like He's so kind of, he's like a gym, like a male gymnast, you know, he's like really light, but also super strong. And it's fun to watch him do this little lip sync. Some of those lip syncs, when they're good, they're really entertaining. Really good. Yeah. They're really good. Oh man. I have no capacity for that stuff. 
I'm telling you, this one, though, is so good. Like, he does a really good little dance. And he's not, like, he's almost not even, like, lip syncing as much as he's dancing. And he's a good little dancer. Tom Holland, be in a movie musical. I want to see you dance. (laughs) Get after it. Oh, so we're not so embarrassing. I mean, we've got some crap on here, but we're not so bad. I got a couple more. Yeah. Go, go. To Devlin. Uh, So... We'll just do some pick and choose here. Uh, Will Ferrell deeply regrets eating spicy wings on hot ones. Oh, I get uh, hot I've ones watched a lot of those. I think yeah, they yeah, push it really hard because I've never, never actually watched an episode of Hot Ones. So, so I just watch the clips. Yeah, uh, you know I me. A lot I of... confidently think I could take it, and Dave's like, "You absolutely cannot." And I'm like, "We, should, like we could do a Tishi Hot Ones. We could <laughs> all just..." Uh... Oh Lord! Oh my God! The Millie we Bobby could... Brown one, the girl from Stranger Things, yeah. her. Her episode is hilarious. I also like the Jennifer Lawrence one because I like Jennifer Lawrence. And yeah. she's like, this isn't, I feel like she's like me. She's like, this isn't so bad. And she gets to number seven. And she's like, what did you do to me? Why are you doing this Yeah, to that's me? what Millie, Millie Bobby Brown's like. I'm just a baby. Why are you hurting me? <laughs> no, number seven, that's devil's anus, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> they all have the, uh, I've got Kim Peel sketches I get a lot of because I do, I just I love going back and watching the the substitute yeah. teacher and the yeah, buffet. It's great. And yeah, it's great. So oh, the so substitute Hog- teacher one is so good. If Hogwarts were an inner city school, I've never watched that one. So I'll have to come back to it. Uh, I've got British college students try American barbecue for the first time. Okay. Reaction mm. videos. I've got um, cut nine eleven joke from Norm Macdonald live. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I love it. Hannah and I are immediately like cackling about it. I get I get a lot of Norm Macdonald content because I like Norm Macdonald. Um, I get a lot of random classical music stuff mixed in here, so different orchestras, performances of things, because I end up searching a lot of those from for work from time to time, especially for doing a piece I don't know. Uh, I got a mashed video about why Christopher Kimball left America's Test Kitchen because uh, he was forced out. Saucy. Yeah. yeah. Now it's the now we know why. So that's oh. the. Because um, they couldn't uh, stand his bow tie any longer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, odd. College football videos. Um, this is the tastiest chicken breast I've ever eaten. Simple, cheap, and very <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and the still is the chicken breast has been scored um, perpendicular. So there's just like cubes of chicken breast flopping. And they're pouring what looks like cream over it in the spring. what? does Ew. not look appetizing at all. Uh, more SNL. Um Fiona Apple's cover of Across the Universe for some reason. That's a good song. Um, more college football. Yeah, a lot of a lot of college football. The more I scroll down here, so yeah, yeah. Oh, like late breaking mention. I I meant to. I like this one a lot. It's just a Adam Ragusea video called "Soup Is Good." <laughs> <laughs> mm. There. I agree. Well, I am a soup. Soup is appropriate for all seasons and all times of year, any meal. So mm-hmm. I agree with that statement. Breakfast soup? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Porridge. Yeah. Um, 90, low 90s today here. And we ordered lunch. We ordered Chinese food in the office. And we have a new intern that started today. And I texted her and I said, hey, I told you we eat a lot. Example number one is your first day. Uh, what do you want from the Chinese place? And she said, wonton soup and i relayed this order to my colleague who was putting in the order for everyone 
And she just said, wonton soup when it's this hot out? And I was like, it's always a fine time for wonton soup. Correct. <laughs> How dare you judge the new intern? Yep. There you go. <laughs> Don't like make her feel support. bad. Right. Um, I have a couple more I want to interrupt with. One is just a seven-minute video of people shopping in a Kmart in 1992. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd like, and, I think I've seen that because it's like, look at their cool windbreaker jackets. Yeah. And yeah. like somebody's writing a check and there's uh, console TVs there's on in the back. blue light special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm getting um, Smash Mouth All-Star because oh. he died. Oh, yeah. RIP that guy. Yeah. And that so just really like sad. everybody made the 99 <laughs> getting close as you can to 100 without going over a joke for Bob Barker. The joke for this one is the, I guess the years did stop coming. Oh, God. Yeah, they really <laughs> oh. did. Yeah. Tough stuff. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. There's one that's the old enough, um, which is like the play on young, the long, but it's, it's not that one. It's like long-term boyfriends. It's like you can go to the grocery. Yes. With Selena Gomez. I send my boyfriend to to Sephora to get me (laughs) eyeliner and he got me this weird primer instead. (laughs) Oh. That's fun. Love it. No, Matt, there's some I need to watch. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in that. <laughs> I might actually have to do oh. that. We're going to spend uh, the next said, hour on YouTube. Yep. You said Bardcore like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I kept scrolling until I hit one hour of medieval Eminem. Oh, no. Beatle <laughs> the Bardcore, the real Slim Shady, lose yourself, and, and then dot, dot, dot. We know uh, what the outro song's going to be. It's re- oh, God, no. It's reacting <laughs> in real time. I get Bard, Don't Stop Believing, uh, Take On Me, Running Up That Hill. Oh, I want to hear Ooh, this. this. Every Breath You Take, Your Love, Time After Time, Never Gonna Give You Up, and Careless Whisper. Oh, my gosh. Bard versions. Oh, this is, uh, <laughs> I just got a video that reminded me of a tangent I've been meaning to take us down. Uh, this video is about the McDonald's mysterious birthday cake, but has this crossed your transoms at all? No. no. Okay, good. Now I can get some help here from the listeners and from you all. Apparently, and not just apparently, because first I saw it on TikTok, now I'm seeing it on YouTube. I've seen blog posts about it. Uh, and this video is only from four days ago. Apparently some McDonald's locations have a, a, a pan sheet cake, like a 9 by 13 size cake, maybe a little smaller in an aluminum pan it's a it's either a chocolate or vanilla cake with vanilla frosting and a creepy ass stencil of ronald mcdonald Ooh. stenciled on it in like red what? food paint Ooh. they ship yeah. them to the stores for birthdays for like the staff but they just live in the freezer and you can buy them if that store has them and they're like under 10 bucks and so I just like I I have the McDonald's app on my phone because I'm a gross person, and I live two doors down from McDonald's again. Weird zoning. They do not have the cakes at my McDonald's. <laughs> I checked. Yeah, yes, but apparently there are places where for under ten bucks you can buy this cake from McDonald's because they have it, and if they have it, they're going to sell it. Yeah, but Ugh. does it taste good? A peep a reviews are you know not terrible. Whatever. People know yeah, nothing about cake. I don't- I don't well, think. I, I think you're yeah. buying it from a McDonald's, so I think it's <laughs> look. It's on the McDonald's website, the Ronald Birthday White Cake. Okay. I guess you should know what you're gonna get. And I, I uh, promised that I would explain lo-fi. Oh yes, yes. thank you. <laughs> so, okay, lo-fi just means like relaxing <laughs> music. 
Um, this is something that Gregory uses, he uses to study a lot. So he'll put up a lo-fi video and it's just like a very chill animation of like maybe a cat sitting at a windowsill and there's rain falling slowly outside or something like that. And it's just chill background music. And it's just something that you can have on to distract you a little bit, but it doesn't have lyrics. It isn't like going to grab your attention and steal your, your attention away, you know? Um, and I get this a little bit in my YouTube feed, but the one that I got today that I'd never seen before was lo-fi Taz radio. And by Taz, I mean the adventure zone, which is a McElroy. Oh, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. And they they have one called Beats to Relax slash Study Cantrips too. Wasn't that a and joke though? They didn't didn't they do that as a joke for one of their live shows? Yeah. Well, so it's four hours and twenty minutes long. Which yeah. Is, well, ha, ha, they. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. They and wrote the joke. Yeah. There's video of them. It's cartoon them and like animals, which I presume are their actual pets and their dad, uh, just <laughs> sitting around in a cozy room reading books or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so that's what lo-fi is. Okay. All right. Good Here to know. Go. Yep. I don't want to end the segment without sharing that I just scrolled down to a video um, from Movement by David that has half a million views that says, the only flexibility video you need to watch. And the thumbnail is a guy in jeans and a backwards baseball cap doing the splits in front of his garage. Um, (laughs) going on to talk about how he got flexible and uh i'm not gonna watch it guys no no i think that's yeah i think that's a wise choice Mm -hmm. i don't know Um, why he thinks i want to i did think of the mcelroy's this weekend the moment i heard that james buffett died i was like one one i did actually have a soft spot for jimmy buffett because we used to sing it at camp and my sister loved jimmy buffett but it always made me laugh when they called him james buffett like it made me like cry i don't know why i don't know why it always did but i think they really did like him like when they met him you know yeah oh yeah i think they were genuinely friends yep yeah i think calling him james was like it sounds like they're his (laughs) mom or something like they're they're using his middle name or something (laughs) they're scolding him james buffett get down here this moment (laughs) well i have a feeling that we could talk about this weird stuff forever yes it keeps going and going yeah it would get progressively less interesting so maybe we should (laughs) just wrap it up with the question of the week which is what's the strangest thing youtube recommends to you what what comes across that transom that the year like excuse me what now well um, facebook facebook definitely you know facebook will suggest like little videos and it definitely thinks i'm getting married because it keeps suggesting <laughs> wedding like dress shopping and i'm like but the problem is i'm like well, i do want to see those wedding dresses <laughs> so then <it's laughs> facebook's like, one is me. so messed up it always wants to show me people who have like nine kids who all look yes different. <laughs> And they all like trot them out one in a row. And I'm like, okay, I guess. I don't know why you're showing me this. I know. Speaking of such things, Hillary, that uh, mom blogger that just got arrested for child abuse, is she one of the ones you followed? No, but is it the like Mormon one or whatever? Well, yeah, one of the Mormons. Because she had like six, six or eight kids or something. And all her sisters were also 
YouTube moms, and I remember uh, um, you discussed that. I don't, I don't engage with that that much. I mean, I might kind of peek into it, but actually, when I was telling Dave what the topic of our discussion was, he was like, "You know what? I'm getting a lot of this." <laughs> The mom that got arrested, and I'd say, like, that's how I knew about it, is through Dave's YouTube algorithm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, not to out him, but no, I have. I'm glad I, to know I haven't heard anything about this. I know. It's, that stuff is so, it's so dark. Yeah, it's yeah, so dark. you don't want to know. No, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, stop telling me any more information. Mm-hmm. We need to keep moving because I just got recommended a McDonald's point of view video of assembling a McRib. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh God, that sounds three awful. Point, it has three point three million. No, views. don't look. Uh. <laughs> it's very messy. Gross. This is, this is the point where we ask what strange thing other people are getting right. We already yeah. did that. We did. Okay, good. I got distracted. Uh, what do I recommend? This week, and Tishi recommends besides the point of view video of how to assemble a McRib. <laughs> Um, I'm watching season three of Righteous Gemstones, so this is just a reminder that that's out there and exists. And I'm not a completist of Danny McBride content. I haven't watched Eastbound and Down or a bunch of the other stuff that he's made, um, but I do particularly enjoy this. So uh, just know that it's out there. I'm still working my way through season three, so I'll take it back if I have to, but uh, I don't think I'll have to. And also, isn't, um, isn't Adam Devine in that? Yes, yeah, he is. I think so. Okay, yeah, yes, I'll watch him. There you go. Uh, And then also, uh, because before we started recording, we were talking about that new Adam Sandler uh, movie about uh, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, coming of age, Jewish life, culture. Uh, And I said that I knew about it because I read the story in the Sunday New York Times in newsprint, home delivered. And I cannot endorse this enough. Get the New York Times delivered to your home on Sundays. Takes all week to read. Yeah. (laughs) It's sadly not like it used to be. It's gotten thinner. But then you get the, the, the Times Magazine. I mean, you can put that on your coffee table. It's good for a month. I mean, so, you know. This is why we, when there. we used to get it, we stopped getting it a little while ago. Not for a new reason. Just like it's whatever. When the kids were little, it was harder. We could probably do it again now. But um, I'm such a loser. I would always be like, oh, give me the style section, please. And then I would flip. <laughs> To the wedding section because I was like, "Who got married?" I don't know why. I'm so and then YouTube concerned. is watching and they know, yes, and so yes. that's how you get those. Yes. yes. But yes. the thing about the Sunday Times is, and I say this actually about our local newspaper too, although the, the Albany Times Union is getting worse by the minute. Um, you can get all those stories on the New York Times app, and like that is where I read most of the New York Times most of the time. But uh, the layout of the newspaper tells you what the editorial staff thought was important to present you a certain way. And the app doesn't do any of that. So like for professional reasons, I keep up with the art section mainly to see if there's going to be a classical music story or not. Uh, It'll be a week old by the time this story, this episode comes out, but there's a great profile of Manny X, this incredible pianist in the last Sunday's New York times. And it, you know, they use these big pictures and they laid out nice. You lose all that on the app you don't know what they put on the front yeah. page you don't know what yeah. they said was important you just get an algorithm of the shit that it, they know you're going to want to read mm-hmm. so you know get the paper at home waste paper that's my recommendation <laughs> kill trees says Bobby. well i mean my mom stopped getting the physical paper delivered because that's how she broke her leg 
going outside oh, to get yeah. it in the ice. Oh. So I mean, that yeah. is how they get you. Pluses and minuses. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I meant to tell you that I'm actually sponsored by orthopedic surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to get like vindictive yeah. on right. the paper yeah. for breaking your leg. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you can't get us home delivered, but you can get us in your podcatcher. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you we should make a paper. Tishy Times. Yeah. We could at least make a sub stack. Yeah. Don't tempt oh, me. Yes. Oh, boy. I don't have More time work. for a sub stack, but I would totally print my own newspaper. <laughs> you know, I did that for my high school senior project. I printed my own newspaper. Why like, am I not surprised? I didn't yeah, single physically bit by print that. it. I, I got the local newspaper. One of the two newspapers in Webster had their own printing press in town they've been going for over 100 years i had them print a short run of my eight page senior project essays as a newspaper adorable the senior review i still have one somewhere somewhere anyway um find us online at this show everything.com it's basically like a newspaper for your browser uh you can email us at tshow at gmail.com that's where you can send your voice memos we didn't get any this week, which means I have to wait until the next time I'm editing the show to use the Meredith buzzer noise <laughs> that I cut out of last week's episode. You really did that, huh? As the bumper for voicemails. Uh, all right, the AOL keyword is Tishi. Uh, and with that, that was, uh, that was only the beginning of everything about our YouTube algorithms. No. So much more. Yeah, I can go on. I don't even talk about all the animal videos I get. Why? Oh, wow, Why do really? I get them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that is tiny kitten weird. grows up believing he's a big dog. Oh, I love those. Yeah, he's a little orange kitten and he's I don't know, snuggling Raised up into a border dogs. collie. Yeah. Save it for part 2. I guess.
This is Meredith, the MBH Van Harn, joining you from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, and this show has everything. Cue up your virtual... Shit. Nope. Starting over. <laughs> I can't say the word virtual. Virtual. Uh, 